since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. Fucking returning thing to a vending machine. Put the 3D glasses down, they're not gonna do squat. The year 2000 is gonna kill us all. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode of Wiki Review, we're gonna take you back in time, way back to the old ancient days of the 1990s. Cause this time we're doing the Wikipedia page for 1990s. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. I came to win, battle me, that's a sin. I won't take the slack up, punk you better back up. Try and play your role, you know the whole crew will act up. Get up, stand up, come and put your hands up. If you got the feeling, jump up, touch the ceiling. Mug says it's a funk flow, someone's talking junk. Yo, I'll bust them in the eye, and then I'll take the punk's whole feeling. Funky, amps in a trunk, and I got more rhymes than a cop's had a Dunkin'. Donut shop, shut the fuck up, props for the kids on the hill with my mom and my pops. I came to get down, I came to get down, so get out your seat and jump around jump around jump around jump up jump up and get down <laughs> i did not mean to go that long i just kind of got yeah into you a just serious... got like halfway through it going like wow this is going for a while <laughs> i got into a serious thing <laughs> uh, but that was the anthem of the 90s house of pain i loved house of pain that was my 90s i pictured you more of a handsome guy yeah i could see that <laughs> i had a total crush on taylor she's really hot <laughs> There was that confusion for a while. I heard of guys having a crush on Taylor and then going like, no, that's a dude. Yeah, the amount of dudes came to school the next day after seeing Umbop and going, oh, you seen Hanson? That middle chick is hot. <laughs> and I do remember sitting around with my older brother and me saw it and we're looking at it going, okay, so it's like a chick band. All right, that's... <laughs> Actually, I think that little one's a dude. That's a boy. And the old one, that's definitely a guy too, but that's definitely a chick in the middle, right? <laughs> but there was that immediate like, oh, they're all girls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you hear them sing, even if you haven't seen them, you just assume girl band. It's like a funkier Spice Girls. <laughs> When really they're just a teeny bopper version of Nirvana. No, Umbop holds a special place in my heart because I remember that as the first song I ever passionately hated. It was the birth of your cynicism? It was. <laughs> when you suddenly realized, wait, I'm cooler than some things. <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking about it with friends going, this song's awful. I'm like, I know, right? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> we all bonded over our hatred. We finally had something in common. That's <laughs> when I learned that hating things is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to unite and make friends friends when you hate stuff. It is so easy to criticize. It's great. Barely takes any effort. It's fun too. Way easier than like, you know, creating something. <laughs> 
That's why we just kick back and criticize Wikipedia. They did all this work. And then we're just like, what? You didn't give us a video? What's your problem? <laughs> we are talking about the 1990s, which it said ended on December 31st, 1999. What? I always assume it went to like 2002. Mine did. Somewhere in April. I think the 90s hold a special place in my heart because we're like 2019. If you would have asked me and rushed me quickly, I'd be like the 90s. Oh yeah, I mean like 10 years ago. No, there's this whole decade of my life that's disappeared. I lived the 90s for 20 years. That's what I'm saying right now. Well, it was easier back in the old days because you could just name decades like the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. And then, then we get to 2000s and we're just like, what do you call it? And so it's like a blank decade that didn't have a name. So it's yes. sort of between 2000 and 2020 feels like one mega decade. Yeah, right. Because it didn't have a name. We'll be back to the 20s soon and then you'll get it. You'll mm. know how the decades are progressing now. And I remember because it sounded like someone who was in their 40s came up with it. But someone was like, it's the noughties. And I went, no, I'm not calling it that. You can go to hell. You go to hell with Hanson. <laughs> Don't you hate these people who call it the noughties? I know, right? <laughs> But do you remember back in the 90s, the year 2000 seems so futuristic? In the year 2000, we had a show called Beyond 2000. It was like yeah, just slapping 2000 onto something made it go, ooh, futuristic. There's a two at the front. Now you talk to young kids and they don't even get like, wait, your date of birth starts with a 19? That's weird. <laughs> Shut up, you little prepubescent. person. Oh, you can drive. Shut up. What are you doing in this pub? Which I knew I was getting old when I saw a child driving. <laughs> and then I realized that kid's not 12. That kid's actually on their opens. Yeah, I went out to like a club in the valley and my first thought is like, do they not check for ID these days? Because this looks like high school in here. I remember the first time I was in a club and like I'm standing and some chick walks by, some little girl, and she's basically wearing lingerie because girls do that in clubs. And some guy, I don't even know him, just nudges me like, oh, check that out. Ooh. And my honest reaction was, cover yourself up. Does your mother know you're here? Someone get her a coat. She's clean really underdressed for this occasion. That's inappropriate. Someone help her. Oh my God, we are so going to show our age in this episode. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this is something that did come up actually this week for me about the 90s. Captain Planet. Oh. If you didn't grow up in the 90s, there's a good chance you don't know who Captain Planet is. And that bugged me out because young people don't know Captain Planet and old people have no clue. Everyone I work with, their parents, right? But their kids are like early 20s. So your parents would know who Captain Planet is because you watched it. Yes. And so I'm sure my dad understands understands the concept of Captain Planet. Yeah, he would have seen a few episodes probably. But everyone I work with, they were young before Captain Planet and their kids grew up after Captain Planet. So it's this in-between thing. I'm like, you know, Captain Planet. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> Captain Planet, he's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. And they're all like, what the hell are you doing? That was my alarm for a while. My, <laughs> I'd wake up to that theme song every day. <laughs> <laughs> but it bugged me out because I didn't even consider that not everyone knows Captain Planet. It's a terrible show, though. I'm Surprising not... amount of guest stars for a horrible show. What, Jeff Goldblum and Meg Ryan? Whoopi Goldberg was the Gaia. Gaia. Which, that's crazy. That's <laughs> probably why I was so successful. But mm. no one's arguing it was a terrible show. But this is where, like, you know, why are you kids so much more eco-conscious? Captain Planet. He had a green mullet. What more do you need to know? Imagine Billy uh -huh. Ray Cyrus if he was made out of ice. <laughs> if you don't know who Captain Planet is, you definitely don't know who Billy Ray Cyrus is. <laughs> hey, dude, don't tear my heart. <laughs> my achy breaky hot Jesus. Yeah, that was his one song. Go Miley. Who's laughing now? <laughs> no, but Captain Planet though, I went back and rewatched that many years later and the show does not hold up at all. I learned that the Planeteers 
is completely useless. They don't do anything each episode. They just fuck everything up until they got to call Captain Planet to fix everything. Usually, and they... then they just end with a little service thing saying like, "Pick up rubbish," and that's it. You can be a planet here too. Just pick up that can. <laughs> I remember going to my mum because I was, you know, young kid. You watch it. Only ever wash full loads in your dishwasher. That's a good tip, you know, save water. And as a young kid, I went, "Hey, mom, do we always use the dishwasher if it's a full load?" Look, I'm really busy, and I got to wash <laughs> them because we need them tomorrow. Okay, I can't just pick and choose and wait. All right. All right I guess Captain Planet's not universal information that everyone can use. <laughs> but he's a hero. I'm never going to be a planeteer now. <laughs> uh, I need that heart <laughs> ring. What was your ring that you'd want? Was it the heart one? That was my one. I like the idea of talking to animals. It was yeah. basically the whole thing. You could talk to other people and animals and that pretty seemed pretty it. sweet. I don't know, like, because fire always comes to, like, you know, if you want to be an evil villain, the fire one's the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was a seven-year-old kid. I think as a kid, I remember wishing I had the earth ring so I didn't have to dig so many holes because <laughs> on the farm there's a lot of like hole digging and stuff and I just feel like if I had the earth ring it'd just kind of get done I love that there's a story behind yours <laughs> <laughs> Although these days I wish I just had like The wind one Because it's hot I could use a breeze Like could you imagine If I just had a little breeze Rocking around me right now Yeah your air conditioner's broken at home Yes So you've been sitting home Just thinking about like I want the wind ring Just make a tornado Like papers like Flying around everywhere In your house And like ah I have it just around me Like within half a meter Of my body So all you see Is this like tornado Garth mm. Walking around Everyone else Hot as hell Me I'm in the air conditioned Heaven <laughs> That's always been like One of my weird little fantasies is I'd love to be laying in bed and have two competing fans aiming at each other making a small tornado on top of me. <laughs> I feel I'd sleep easy knowing there's a little tornado blowing. It's like the ultimate fan. You gotta do that just right though because I found out that if you have a fan either side it just cancels out and essentially you sit in like the eye of the storm <laughs> and you're like I can see the wind moving around me there's papers and the sheets are flying everywhere. I feel nothing. In theory it's good though. Yes in theory. Now you gotta angle them. You just need them slightly off center so they swell. <laughs> Keep in mind we're not scientists and we don't actually know how to make a tornado. Yeah, but try this at home anyway. Yeah, let us know how you go. This one actually seems pretty harmless as far as our advice goes on this show. I know, out of all the things. <laughs> yeah. Worst that will happen is you're a little hot. Exactly. And I'm serious about this one. If you figure out how to make a tornado with fans, let me know. My air conditioner's broken. <laughs> like, I'm really hot all the time. I have not sweated so much in years, like, consistently. All I do for the last three weeks I haven't had an air conditioner. I've just gone from one hot room which makes me sweat where I open windows, I turn fans on, I cool it down just enough that it's bearable just in time for me to have to leave that room go to another place that's just as hot and miserable and sweat all over again. Do you have like pedestal fans like right next to you? I have everything everywhere. <laughs> windows open, fans on, nothing's doing nothing for me because all I'm doing, <laughs> it's like a fan forced oven in there. It's just hot. Wow, I can see I've opened a sore point here for you. Yeah, at the moment it's a little, little sore for me. Me. I'm not happy <laughs> and also I made the mistake of telling people like this is my news like can you believe I don't have an air conditioner and at first it's like oh that sucks Garth oh we hope you get that fixed now people they're just being nice mm. I know they're loving people going I'm concerned about you Garth and they go like oh so how's the air conditioner going I hate you right now <laughs> how do you think it's going why do you have to bring this up so if you meet Garth in person do not ask about his air conditioner I clearly just made this mistake yeah <laughs> if you have an air conditioner give it to me and whatever you need your wish is my command I'm starting to lose grip on what's important in life <laughs> you know when like you're just without something that I don't do well without air conditioning I'm not like someone who does well in heat I'm a sweaty person I'm meant for cold climates so I really 
need air conditioning and it's gone. Which reminds me that when I was a kid in the 90s, we didn't have air conditioning. How did I do that? Oh yeah, we just had ceiling fans. You just sort of lounged around in your underwear and stuck to leather things. (laughs) I was fine sweating when I was a kid. Yeah. As I'm getting older, it's getting annoying. It is. I think I'm just getting sweatier. I've always wondered with the pedestal fans, you know how they have that oscillating? Do you ever use that? To me, that's just torture because it blows it onto you for like a few seconds and then it goes away. And did you ever do that thing where even though you can turn it off oscillating, you just walk parallel (laughs) to it, just constantly trying to stay in front of it. And like you're warming yourself up by moving and you're panicking because like, oh my God, it's getting away. Oh, but you can't stay out of the cold beam. Yes. You gotta stay in the center. I do like when you're on the very edge of it because it sort of holds for a little bit and you're just like, oh, I get it for like a second and a half here. Yes. And then it goes away and you're like, no. Because that's the trick. If you're ever in a situation where you have to share an oscillating fan, you want to be on the sides. And if it's angled a certain way, it takes a little longer on that side to come back. Yeah. Because it needs the torque to pick it up while it swings. So that's your tip. Get on the sides. (laughs) Oh, it is the coolest place. Uh, But no, they're horrible. Just have multiple fans. Like, they're pretty cheap. Just have it in one direction and then fight over it, I guess. (laughs) But you remember, like, with fans, as a kid, you always end up talking into them? Oh, yeah. You got to do, like, the Darth Vader thing. Luke, I am your father. Even though Darth Vader doesn't sound anything like that. That's not important. No. Well, what am I meant to say? Who sounds like that? It's just a funny voice. I remember the day that we figured out that if you spit through a fan from behind it, it speeds it up. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a hell of a day for you. Oh, it was a glorious day. Our (laughs) mouths were so dry by the end. (laughs) You know when, like, you're trying to be in front of the fan because it's hot, but then you figure something out, so now you're just behind the fan. Who cares about being hot? You stand in front of the fan, you're going to get spat on? I can just picture your mother walking in to seeing you three boys spitting into the fan going, what are you doing? Mom, look what we figured out. <laughs> There's like spit coated over all the furniture and the walls and stuff. But it's really cool to watch because, you know, when a spit comes out your mouth, it comes out at a certain speed, but then it goes through the fan and it's like it's getting picked up and shot off. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like that expression when the spit hits the fan. Exactly. <laughs> Things get better. <laughs> So, what do you remember most about the 90s? House of Pain. I think we mentioned that already. Uh, I remember the anthem of the internet. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> the internet anthem. Uh, if you don't know Captain Planet, you definitely don't know that. And you're a lucky, lucky person. Yeah, getting on the internet used to be a very noisy experience. Don't pick up the phone. I remember the first question I had was like, does it have to make that noise every time? Can we mute <laughs> it? Can we turn it down? I think it's actually quite genius that it makes that sound because we know the rhythm of it so you know if something goes wrong yeah that's I think why you had to listen to it because something could go wrong and often did and the amount of time it takes to dial up if it was totally silent you wouldn't believe it was working (laughs) that's ridiculously long what did the internet do in the 90s though it allowed it to go bar by bar down a picture so you understood the concept of unveiling the girl (laughs) these days kids they're just like okay there's a picture there's a picture there's a picture hey video 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 yeah video it's all videos no one looks pictures these days. Yeah, it's true, but I'm so outdated. Live streaming. It's been so long since I've been anywhere near it. But yeah, as a kid, you're like, oh, a porn site or something, which is all just pictures. And you click on the one, you're like, I bet this is going to be hot. And then you watch it scroll down. You're like, please be naked. Please be naked. Please be naked. 
Ah, she's wearing lingerie. I mean, you look nice and all, but... Oh, there's a next. This will be the one. Please be naked. Please be naked. Oh, she's turned around. You can't even see anything. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> and that's like three hours of your life right there. Oh, yeah. It took for ages. <laughs> I always remember lasting longer when I was younger, but that's just because I had to wait for the pages to download. I remember the first movie trailer that was widely accessible on the internet was the Star Wars Episode One in 1999. I remember on the website you could download it because I remember my dad downloaded it. He left it overnight because it took the whole night to download the trailer. Just the trailer. Just the trailer. Just the trailer. I remember that. Yes. When did American Pie come out? Was that a 90s thing? I think that was 99. I think he got that just on the cusp. Because I remember that was the first whole movie I'd seen that someone downloaded off the internet and it was terrible. Like it's like low oh, yeah. budget. You know when people <clears throat> do the, the kung fu voice but their mouth moves differently? They're pretending they're being dubbed. Did not get that joke. <laughs> That's what it looks like the whole way through. It's not until years <laughs> later I saw the actual version. I'm like, oh, they were doing a dub thing. Okay, that's clever. <laughs> Didn't get that. It does go into a lot of different categories here about the 90s. Yeah, apparently stuff happened. Politics and wars, assassinations and attempts. Who was killed? Lots of people. Yeah, but anyone we know. I mean, of course people got killed, but... President of Libya? Pablo Escobar in 93. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you hovered over Pablo Escobar. Yeah. I love his mugshot. It's hilarious. He's smiling <laughs> in his mugshot. He does look proud. I would be too. Like, he also knows he's only going to be there for like 20 more minutes. Uh. <laughs> Want me to sign this for you before I leave? Uh. <laughs> uh, he was a horrible man, but he brought a lot of people a lot of cocaine. So, you know, <laughs> ups and downs, I guess. But yeah, yeah. like... It would be fun being a drug kingpin. Oh, that the would king be of cocaine. I want to be the king of something. King of co-shame. Well, uh. co-shame would mean that you got shame too. Because who am I co-shaming with? Anyone you're next to. It's you. You walk... Yeah, damn it. <laughs> you, you kind of already are, to come to think of it. <laughs> Shame's already kicking in. Someone tried to kill the first George Bush? Says they, Iraqi assassination plot against him. George Bush Jr. was a little pissed off that Someone tried to Saddam kill his daddy. tried to kill his dad. So I think Saddam arranged the hit. Well, yeah, so the uh, Iraqi intelligence service tried to do it, which is like their CIA, I guess. Which George Bush Sr. was a, in the CIA. So that, I mean, like that's just fair. But little Georgie, uh, that family holds a grudge. What, you mean that we rocked up with our entire USA army to steal your oil... And you are going to try and hurt my dad? Uh. How dare you, sir? Also, Tupac and Biggie. Oh, yeah. How could we forget? Although, I think this has been said before that assassination, kind of a big word for those two. Well, they were shot in drive-bys. Yeah, that's not... They an were ass assassinated by someone. That's not an assassination. It's not the president who <clears throat> got shot. They're just two rappers who were always around people getting shot. All their music was about, they're going to get shot. <laughs> then they got shot. And everyone's like, oh my God, they got assassinated. Really? What country did they overthrow in South America. So if I put a hit out on you, you're not assassinated? Hell no. Because you're not important? That's exactly right. It would be... So how important do you have to be to be assassinated? Assassination implies there's a political involvement. The kill is to change something politically. I think an assassin can just kill anybody and it's still an assassination. If I tell you to kill someone, I think that's an assassination. I believe the term is hitman. If it's political assassination, if it's below that, it's hitman. And I imagine assassins would have different rates. <laughs> like, you know, who am I going to kill? It's a high profile. Like guy like Donald Trump would have been taken out by a hitman up until he started running for president. Now he can be assassinated. So before he wasn't powerful enough even though he owned all that stuff. That wouldn't be an assassination. <laughs> that would be money driven. It's not political driven. Could Pablo Escobar have been assassinated? Oh that's a good question because he is on the assassinations. He did have political power and to be fair if it's a government agency that kills you that is an assassination. So if the government kills you or you kill the government it's 
and assassination. The yeah. government's just going to be involved somehow. Exactly. If you ever get killed by the CIA, you are assassinated, even if it's a mistake. I don't think any of this is accurate. I, <laughs> I don't think anything we ever say is accurate. If you're studying for a political exam and you've, one of the major questions is going to be about assassinations, don't listen to us. I don't imagine anyone's at home right now taking notes. Really? Assassinations? Oh, Biggie wasn't. Oh, that's going to change my thesis. <laughs> uh, what about Diana? Do you think she was assassinated? They don't have her on here, but it's um, part of the cover-up, isn't it? Because technically, yeah, royalty can be assassinated because that's kind of political, even though it's just kind of figureheady. But she was just in a car crash. You could say that the driver assassinated her, I guess, but it was like a suicide assassination. If I shoot the president, am I assassinating him? Yes. Or do I have to pay somebody else no, no, for no. it to be an assassin? You can go shoot someone, that's fine. Does that make me an assassin? Yes. If you assassinate someone, you're an assassin. And if they're political, although I will put this out there. If you're shooting them because he was mean to your dog or because like he hit on <laughs> so your girl. motive matters. Yeah, yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy. Apparently. Ooh, magic bullet. So he assassinated him. Yeah, he didn't do that because his wife had the hots for him. Mm. He did that for political reasons. But I yeah. I thought it was because he was crazy. That's a political reason. It's <laughs> basically all politics is. Yeah, everyone's crazy. Pay attention. Read a newspaper once. Just yeah. one time read a newspaper and tell me not everyone's crazy. Do they even exist anymore? <laughs> That's a good point. Let me Google that. Back to the 90s when they had yeah, newspapers. No, right. When that was the truth. Because I do work with older people and they do read the newspaper. And I'm starting to realize what's wrong with people's information. The newspaper is just for old dudes who still read newspapers now. It's supposed to be bipartisan, like, you know, completely impartial. It's just a bunch of opinions by old dudes that other old dudes read and go, yeah, that's right. We were the best generation. Kids these days. Oh. Do phone books still exist? Yeah, but they're really small now. Because a phone book used to be a collection of everybody's home phone number. Nobody has a home phone number anymore. It's about a quarter the size of what it used to be. So they don't put people's mobiles in there? No, you don't put mobile numbers in a phone book. It's mainly just like businesses and old Because that's the yellow pages though. Yeah, but you still got to have like every number. If you look at huh. the white pages, you'll see businesses, but it's not an advertisement. <laughs> it's every landline. Yeah, because there's not many landlines. Soon that will just be like somebody number on a card and go this is Steve's number that's the white pages now <laughs> I still welcome people to call me unsolicited Steve because do you have a landline no do you no never but that's the weird thing even when I was in my teenage years if you had told me I would never own a landline I wouldn't have believed you it's ridiculous it really cut off very quick like and I moved out of home I was like I'm not gonna get one of them I think I've said this before I got a landline when I first moved out of home it was for the internet dial up <laughs> but I got it thinking like because you have to yeah. you need to get electricity you need to get water you need to have everything turned on and the phone is definitely one of those things you need to get. And then I got it and I never used it except for <coughs> dial-up, <laughs> which was a bit late for dial-up, I should say. I was behind the times then. But other than that, yeah, never. You were behind the times then. You're still behind the times. Yeah, I know. I started early is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You've still got dial-up. <laughs> no, now I have the little dongle thing. That's still pretty primitive. Oh, yeah. I'm aware of that. <laughs> it's quite limiting. You're still a few years away from getting NBN, aren't you? Yeah. By a few, I mean, like, it's quite possible I may never. Eventually they're going to stop making the thing you're using. That uh, happens to you a lot. It's uh, like when they turned off analog TV. You were like one of the few <gasps> people I knew who freaked out about that. I remember that. I was going to make a big stink about it. Like I was really excited that they were going to turn off the analog and make it digital and I wasn't going to have TV because then I could go and complain. And I was going to be so rude and so 
mean. But then someone gave me a box. Just like, <laughs> I think they just wanted me to shut up. Yeah. Here, Garth, I have a box. Just take it. I was so bummed out by that. That was my whole plan ruined because someone like was <laughs> nice. But you got to watch TV. Still get to watch Briz 31. <laughs> See, I haven't watched free-to-air TV in years either. Oh, I can't stand it anymore. Because I'm either watching it on YouTube or Netflix or Stan or some other form. I have Foxtel and that's all I watch. See, that's even too primitive for me. People do tell me this because all the shows I watch, I have to find them and record them. It mm. records. Great. Oh, TiVo. That was a thing in the... Yes. Around that. Uh, I don't know if that was in the 90s. That mm. was a thing that came and went because it was replaced by everything that followed it. Yeah, the internet pretty much replaced it. Because I used to have a DVD player that would record shows. If you time it right, it does it. Whereas, was it called TiVo here? I never had it. No, I don't think we really got the TiVo brand over here. But it was something like that, which like mm. was plugged in. In the 90s, though, we used to do it on VHS tapes. Oh my God. My VHS tape recordings, legendary. I remember there was a South Park <clears throat> marathon. I recorded eight hours, four hour tape on long play. <laughs> but I had the long play going. And I stopped recording for every commercial break. So that's like two per episode plus one either side. Oh, that's good. Stopped and restarted. And my older brother, who was away on ships at the time, he spends a lot of time on a ship. He just needs entertainment. So he's like, oh, do you mind if I take some tapes? And he took the South Park one. And when he came back, he's like, so does our VCR have like a special feature that automatically cuts out the ads? I'm like, no, I did that. And he's like, honest shock of like, you spent eight hours. No, it's eight hours on the tape. It's way longer than what I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I used to have the VCR set up and I learned to set the timer. And so I would go there with the TV guide. Because you remember you used to get that with the newspaper? Oh, yeah, that's gone. And I would go through the TV guide and look at the shows that I want. And I'd program in the time and I would make it start five or six minutes early and yep. finish five or six minutes late just in case the show didn't start at the right time. So you'd always get like a little bit of the end of the previous show at the start of the recording. And then I would have to fast forward through the ads. See, Foxtel does this all for me now. You press record and it starts a little bit early and ends a little bit late, but sometimes it's not perfect. The only downside is that sometimes you lose reception if there's a problem with the wires or something. And you've got Netflix. I understand the superiority in this situation of Netflix in that it's all right there. Yeah, you just but click on it. It's a thing. Whereas I have a weekly recording and a lot of times like we want to binge a show so we don't watch it till we've got all of them. <laughs> which means it's a whole season. That's like 10 episodes. We're up to like <clears throat> episode nine and suddenly it just cuts out. Oh, that's Part recorded or it just goes blank and you're like, what happened? And it's so long ago that I recorded this that there's no way I'm going to find it. Yeah, I do remember that when you'd have things programmed in and it would go part recorded. And like, no, what do you mean you part recorded it? Because you can record multiple things at once. Yes. Can't you? Like on different channels. At first they were very sketchy about it. Like you can have two things recording at once, but you cannot watch anything at the same time. Uh-huh. Now I can watch <clears throat> anything and have two things recording at the same time. And sometimes it'll let you do three. Oh, wow. But only for a brief moment. Like there's a short changeover period it's okay with. Uh-huh. So I'll do it for like five minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Like if one show's ending, one show's starting and there's another one recording, it's fine. But if you've got like three going for like an hour, it just says, no, nah, you got to get rid of one of these dudes. But it warns you. It says, this is too much for me. And you go, oh, okay, no worries, bro. And thanks to Foxtel, everything repeats itself. So you just go one of those two hour later channels. But the thing that I wonder is, you know, things like Netflix exist. Why? What's your point, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you stick in the primitive? Firstly, how am I going to get Netflix? Do you I- have to have the internet. I get with you, it's kind of an overhaul. You might even have to get a TV that works with Netflix. Because all I know, you've still got your analog TV with your set-top box plugged into oh, it. I have a wicked TV. It's a lovely big TV. It does 3D. It does all of that good shit. Even my Foxtel. Let me tell you about Foxtel. I'm behind on Foxtel. Foxtel does do all the Netflix stuff. Yeah. But 
you need to plug it into the internet for that to happen. <laughs> when we moved last, we took the box with us, but they die after a while. They get old. And the guy gave us a new one, but he was doing us a favor. He's like, I'm not supposed to give this to you unless you're going to get the internet and everything plugged into it. But if anyone asks, just say you intended to, but you changed your mind. So I don't get in trouble. So <laughs> thanks, Foxtel Man, for doing that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so the technology he, as is... As soon as they hear this, he's getting fired. Oh, right out. Who did Garth's house? Look up Remington. Not what <clears throat> it's under. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so technically I am using the technology in a very archaic way. Foxtel has everything Netflix has and more because it has live stuff. That and you more. Just, and more if I was to use it appropriately. But <laughs> yeah, that requires like a blue cable. I don't know what to plug that into. So I don't even know where to begin with that. And also it is a cost thing. And like, I know that Netflix and Stan and that they're cheap, but I'm not losing Foxtel. I'm keeping that. It will not be replaced. So I can't justify and it is kind of expensive. I guess when you're going to have all of them, yeah. I'm not going to get rid of Foxtel even though I know it's a luxury I can't really afford but why would I need anything else if I have Foxtel I don't need to leave the house I'm stuck is what I'm saying I can't get the blue cable I'm not gonna like lose Foxtel and I can't justify going and getting a stand and a Netflix on top of it because what about YouTube do you watch much YouTube no because YouTube's awesome yeah but where would I that's true like the best I can do is now that I have an iPhone I can watch it on that (laughs) I don't even have a big iPhone I have an iPhone from before people figured out you could watch porn on it (laughs) So it was like a smaller screen and it actually bugs people out because like my girlfriend who's much more dexterous than I and has smaller fingers and everything. She looks at you like, how can you type on that thing? It's (laughs) tiny. Yeah, it's back when they thought we wanted small phones. Then we wanted big phones again. Yep. They'll get small again soon. No, it's going to get bigger and bigger. It'll eventually just be iPads. It'll get bigger and bigger and then it'll hit a point where someone will make a novelty smaller one and everyone will go, oh, we like this again. It's cute. Hey guys, we've got a revolutionary idea. A phone that will fit in your pocket. (laughs) Genius idea, Johnson. I have seen a few people using iPads as phones so well, see, that's where we're going I saw a thing on the internet because I do watch the internet but only at work when I'm supposed to be working so I can't uh-huh. do sound yeah no you're getting fired after your boss uses <laughs> yeah whatever it's cool I, I work under a different name <laughs> <laughs> I had a good run I definitely have it coming not just for that uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not the best employee uh-huh. I saw this thing on the internet it was just like a picture someone made it's like all the phones from like the 90s up to now mm. one after the other model after model and you see them getting progressively smaller 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 and suddenly they start getting bigger 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 and in that point they've put an arrow and says this is where they figured out you can watch porn on the phone <laughs> I honestly think I mean it's probably more than just porn but that is the kernel of what happened <laughs> I do love though this picture that they have here at the top got, got like, a what? 90s computer there there's like seven pictures put into a little collage so they got the computer why is there a black and white building the dissolution dissolution the, the Soviet Union ended that's why it's black and white because they still had black and white cameras in the 90s there yeah in Russia they did yes <laughs> I Dolly the that. sheep yes that was the greatest scam uh. ever put out hey you see this sheep it's exactly like this other sheep <laughs> it's a clone <laughs> Really? Because I could take you to my mum's farm. and I <laughs> There's could... heaps of dollies there. Look, that one's dolly as well. They're all dolly, okay? Sheep yeah. just look alike. Did that clone end up dying or something? By now, yeah. Probably tasted delicious too. There's a picture with Bill Clinton, John Howard. That's and... not John Howard. Yes, Arafat. Is that not John Howard? No, that's just some bald dude with glasses. I know you think every bald dude in a suit is John Howard. Kind of looks John Howard. I think he's the Jewish president guy. The Israel. Uh, I want to say... Oh, yeah, because it's some oscillator. 
solo accords. He really looks like John Howard, though. Yeah, but... Every, in that picture, though. All dudes in suits who were bald in the 90s do look like John Howard. There's Princess Diana's funeral. Yep, there's a whole bunch of the Scottish Guard. Rwanda's mm. genocide. Rwandan genocide. Yeah, I really feel like I should be more aware of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw the picture, I'm like, it's a bunch of skulls got so many, they can't just lay them on the floor. They have to have shelving for it. Wow, uh, there was a genocide in Rwanda. I remember the Rwandan child soldiers. Was that part of it? Did they kill the people? Is that how it happened? Well, it does look like there's less Rwandans now. Uh, <laughs> problem sorted itself out is what you're saying. Eventually, enough people died that there was no longer a need to kill people. <laughs> so, like when two kids are fighting and the parents are just like, just let them sort it out. They'll tire out eventually. If we did that with Israel and Palestine, it would still be going because those people will not die and they will not leave their patch of desert. Just get John Howard to replace that guy and he'll agree to any deal. And he'd add GST to it. The Hubble telescope. Ah, yes. The most expensive blurry photos you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah, they're not very good photos. To be fair though, it's a 90s camera. If it was a 90s phone... Do you remember <laughs> your 90s phone when the cameras came out? This might have been early 2000s. Yeah, the pictures were terrible. But everyone was like, oh my god, I took a photo. And what can you do with it? Nothing. It's one megapixel. Yeah, exactly. It's just this tiny little blurry thing. I could only keep them on my phone. I had no way of ever getting it off the phone. Yeah, because you couldn't just hook it up to a computer. I remember too getting a phone that had voice activated dialing. And okay. what you had to do was like, I would go to your name and I would set the voice activated thing and I'd say to my phone, Garth Remington. And it would remember and that tone. It would remember that. And so when I said Garth Remington, it would call you. But I had to say it in exactly <laughs> the same way or it doesn't work. Whereas now, Suri and all that, you say anything remotely close and they're just listening, waiting for something. Like, yeah, someone says something like you don't believe. I, I got to call bullshit on that. Calling Billy Shivers. Yeah. No, no, don't call that asshole. Calling Aaron Hosliel. Oh, and the Gulf War. The first one. The good one. The quick one. <laughs> yeah, that was over quick. It was. That was a masterful piece. George Bush the first did a great job at that. I don't know anything about politics. I just know he did a good, clean war. It was over quickly. Just came in, demolished them, and moved on. So what else is good to look here? What's technology and science? Wonders. Y2K. Oh. oh we were all scared of that. Yep. The year 2000 is going to kill us all. Hey, you know those computers that we're all reliant on now? Only what now? What did computers even do back then anyway? That's what I don't understand. Like, I try and think of computers in the 90s. I'm like, they didn't do anything. Everything was still analog. Back then, we literally thought the world was going to end because of that computer code thing. And we thought, oh, computers do everything now. Looking back, only now can I appreciate how silly that is. No, no, no. Now computers really do everything. <laughs> I say this knowing that in 10 years time, I'll hear myself say this and go, <laughs> fool, sorry, call myself from 10 years ago and tell me I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> what was the worst that was going to happen with Y2K? Our one gigabyte hard drives were all going to crash? <laughs> Planes are going to fall out of the sky. ATMs are just going to shoot money out. Everyone's bank interest was going to mess up. Banks were going to shut down. Wall Street and all like the ASX, they're all just going to completely be wrecked. Nothing was going to function. The one that I thought was weird was like all the missiles would launch. Yes, that was the big one. And it's like, so why are planes going to fall out of the sky and missiles are going to launch into the sky? So Why, do why does everything do the worst <laughs> possible thing when it fails? So let me get this straight. Rockets fly, planes fall. To launch the missiles, do you know how hard it is to launch those missiles? There are so many safety checks that someone actually had to turn a key. These days, maybe there might be something. I don't know. Could you imagine when the designer goes, okay, you got to press this button, put in these codes, turn these keys at exactly the same time, or just wait till the year 2000. <laughs> oh, I've, nah, forget it. It's probably not important. Just if it gets to the end of the millennium, if we make it that far in this nuclear war, yeah, they'll just launch. <laughs> 
<laughs> we programmed the computers to believe if it's lasted that long, there is clearly an error and the Russians have already attacked. <laughs> Which, how about that? The Russians were the enemy when we were kids. We got a lot of good movies out of it. Yeah, they were more the villains in the movies. Great villains. They got stern foreheads and chins and it wasn't really racist. So we could go hog wild with it. They said in 94, the DVD media format became popular. That was the thing before Blu-ray. You still do DVDs as well too, don't you? Oh, absolutely. If I can get Blu-ray now, I do because I've got everything that can play it. But there are certain things where you go, do you really need Blu-ray for cartoons? How detailed do you need the Simpsons to be? But then I say that I've got recordings of like cartoons from the 90s that are on that old format. I can tell the difference now. It's kind of ruined it. For a long period of time, I didn't have anything I could play a DVD on. Yes, and that was ridiculous. I think it was the PlayStation 2. The big sell was you can play DVDs on it. And it played them better than actual really expensive DVD players because, you know, if there's a slight scratch, that's it, it's gone. The PlayStation 2 would just figure it out. I did like when DVD players started getting really cheap when you can get them for like a hundred bucks at places. You go into Crazy Clarks and you'd see them have DVD players there. They were surprisingly good. There were all sorts of tricks and stuff to override the international. Like, you know, if you want to watch an American formatted DVD, you had to get some sort of code to unlock it. These days, because I got a nice DVD player, which it doesn't do the internationals. And through Amazon, I ordered a bunch of things which turned out to be American. So I went to the store. I'm like, what can we do about this international thing? And a guy's like, oh yeah, you just buy the cheapest DVD player and it works. (laughs) It cost, I think, $30. (laughs) Uh, and it plays funny. everything it's not as good but it plays everything it actually plays them no I got um, a bit mixed up when you were saying the DVD format came out I was thinking of Laserdisc the laser. beta of DVD players that was more sort of like an 80s early 90s thing I remember though when DVDs came out going into the video store to get a DVD because we just got a new DVD player and there was this little cardboard shelving that had a couple of DVDs on it and yeah. everything else was videotapes within a couple of years that was reversed and on the little cardboard shelving with the videotapes and everywhere were the DVDs. <laughs> and then it became everywhere was DVDs and then there's the shelving of Blu-ray. And now it's slowly progressively taking over. And now I think everything gets released in Blu-ray and DVD. And 3D and you can download it on iTunes. And, and 4K Ultra. Yeah, because do you ever get like a little card in your DVDs that say like you can download it from this website for your phone or something if you enter this code? <laughs> yes. Which makes yeah, they me do really, that a lot too. Really devalues the DVD in my <laughs> Like, uh, you get it in all formats now. And a lot of times when I do buy the Blu-ray, it just comes with the DVD for free. Well, they're essentially garbage these days. Yeah, they're just, we're trying to get rid of them. I remember the video stores when they used to sell the tapes after they'd done renting them. My dad used to go through video stores and just buy like heaps of them because you could get videotapes for like five bucks each. So he'd get all the X rentals and we had this epic video collection, stacks of videos, everything you could think of. And then DVD players came in and all of them were completely useless. I just realized we skipped over the most obvious when I was talking about the Blu-rays and the DVDs I automatically jumped to like a store you buy them in the video store in the, the 90s the video store yes that was the thing that everyone did that was the tradition you go to the video store they don't exist anymore unless it's like a hipster like old school like I'm into <coughs> video store type thing no I think the people who were the real winners because you think in the 90s you remember you'd see these video stores that were very boutique and they would sell foreign films and yes. shit like that they're the only ones that are still alive these days.
these days. Yes. They outlived all the big chains that were laughing at them all through the 90s mm. and then this century hit and they're just like, ha ha ha, we're still around. Yes. Because we got one down the road that sells old Vietnamese movies because we have a few Vietnamese people who live in this area and there's always like old Vietnamese people going in there and it's like, they still sell videotapes in there. Wow. Some of their clientele still own VCRs. Wow. This is a clientele that's not moving on. That's a good market. It's an old Vietnamese movie. There's no way anyone's converted that to DVD. If you want to see this movie, you need a VCR. <laughs> it will never go on TV. It will never be on Blu-ray. Put the 3D glasses down. They're not going to do squat. Yeah, I went in there and had a look one time. Everything is foreign. You can't read anything. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the guy behind the counter doesn't actually speak English. And it is funny that you said because, yeah, the big chains would laugh at them. Like, yeah, haha, we're going to take you down. Like, Blockbuster was so snooty that they had Christian morals and there were certain things uh. they wouldn't let in the video store. I reckon towards the end, they were just like, oh, we got porn. We Guys, got porn. you want some porn? We'll give you porn. What kind of porn? It's all porn. It's all porn now. That's all we do. I found it funny that video stores got smaller and smaller and smaller and now they're vending machines. Yes. Now you don't even need an employee. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't get the vending machine. Like, are they disposable or are you meant to actually return that thing? You're meant to return it to the vending machine. But what happens if you don't? You put a credit it. card detail in oh, there and it charges you for the movie if you don't return it. So you're putting a deposit down? Yes. Okay. And so you can return the movie and then you're fine, but they charge you 30 bucks if you don't. That's basically how those machines make money because people go, I'm not fucking returning something to a vending machine. Well, you just bought it. And when you realize like the difference between renting it and buying it, it's about the price of the fuel to return it. <laughs> that was also a weird thing, returning videos. Do you remember having videos and you got to return? You're like, on the way to work, don't forget to return the videos. As the younger kid, you are the one who has to run up and put them through the slot. Okay, put the videos back. That's how they get you though, because I remember towards the end of VCR, like every time we went to, it was a video easy. It was actually the biggest video store in the Southern Hemisphere in Capalabar. Oh yes, I remember that video easy. Huge. It was originally a Civic and then it was something else and something else. And you know, they always give you like a voucher type thing. So you can get like, you know, a whole bunch for nothing. And they do that on the receipt. Every time you got something, they gave you a reason to come back and buy a bunch of stupid videos. (laughs) And yeah, I remember doing that. That's how they get you hooked. Did you figure out how to record pirate videos? Oh yeah, you just hook two VCRs together. It was so simple. I was really into Pride FC. It's Japanese UFC. And I went around to every video store and I rented every single one I could find. And I owned them all on the one or two long play eight hours. (laughs) And then I'd return them. We actually had a good setup that was actually quite technologically advanced for the 90s as well. It was a thing that hooked into our computer that you could plug a VCR into it and record from the VCR. To the computer? That's to the computer. Unheard of, Ben. So I would get things from a videotape and I would turn them into VCDs. And so now I would have a movie over two or three discs. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Put in next disc. We've already watched half an hour. I remember fighting with the VCDs. The best thing was TV shows. Yes. Because I made some up with Futurama episodes and you could fit three Futurama episodes on a disc. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't need that much graphics to have it. And they're only like 20 minutes long. It was basically like half a movie. But you get some like Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, Lord of the Rings would be like a five disc set. It'd cost more in discs. I remember though, I, at some stage they got really weird with Discmans. Because I had some that could start to play like MP3 files when they came out. I remember I had one that could play VCDs. You could hook it up to your TV and it worked kind of like a, DVD a primitive player. DVD player. <laughs> I and so I had that set up so I could burn the VCDs and just watch it. 
shit off that. Figure out how to get it from one to the other to the other. I saw this great stand-up comedian talking about, yeah, the CD Walkman, the CD men. The Discman. Discman, that's the word. Thank you. Um, the Discman. Like, remember back then, they were like hundreds of dollars. Now you can get them for like $10. And why would you want one? <laughs> and it's the most hilarious thing because it's like a CD, like there's like 10 songs on it. And the best feature on the uh, on the what was it called again sorry Discman Discman I keep going to say CD man <laughs> no I don't know I never... Walkman and Discman uh, Walkman's tapes the best feature of a Discman shuffle or which they called random play who knows oh my god it's the same song again what are the odds out of the 10 songs here <laughs> 1 in 10 <laughs> I know I love the anti-shock yes when they first came out oh it's like a Walkman so you can walk around with it oh yeah but with the Discman do not walk with it yeah not at all it doesn't work that's that why way. we took walk out of the title yeah yeah, but then as soon as they introduce the anti-shock, because I remember with them, they don't work immediately. you got to like stand still for a second, Why let not? it build up, and then you're like, okay. I remember I had one that had an indicator of how far ahead it was. So if you were walking for more than 30 seconds in a row. You had to stop, just check it. The yeah. buffering. <laughs> the buffering, yeah. <laughs> Good old discmans. They were classic. Ali and I still buy CDs. How about pages? Did you ever have a pager? No, I wasn't a drug dealer. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, if someone has a pager, you better be a doctor. There is no excuse for having a pager now if you're not a doctor. Because doesn't your phone do that? It is just receiving a half-assed SMS message that you then have to go and call the person. It's like getting missed calls that you have to go find something that you can call them back on. They say the first MP3 player in 98 was called an MP man. (laughs) And it had 32 meg. Is that good? No, that's terrible. (laughs) Like, is that an album? I think that's like nine songs back then. (laughs) It's less than a CD. You can put it on an EP, not an LP. That's all. And that's in an MP3 thing because a CD is 650 megabytes. And so that's okay. 32 meg. It says here you can get a flash memory extendable to get it up to the 64. So you get your MP man, <laughs> but then you plug in a... Like, yeah, you can get up to like 15 songs on it then. <laughs> I can only listen to the whole album if I hold this little flash drive attachment. <laughs> this isn't very user friendly for walking around. It doubles the memory, but like triples the actual size. <laughs> But apparently it wasn't very popular. Oh, and of course, the beginning of digital cameras. Oh, yes. Did you ever see that one? The first digital camera I remember had a disc that went into it, a floppy disc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you'd take the picture and it would store it on the floppy disc that you could take out and put into your computer. And we're talking about the hard floppies, not the floppy floppy. No, yeah, the hard floppies, the yeah. three and a half inch. If you have anything that's important on a floppy disc anywhere, that's going to be a little nerve wracking because how do I actually get this on a computer now? They've just gone, no, we're just not going to have floppy disks anymore. I think my brother can do floppy disks because he has a piano. It can record things onto a floppy disk. How does he get it off the piano then? That probably wouldn't be for his finished product. Is it sort of stores a MIDI thing? Because it's designed to have this feature on his piano where he can play the song and then put it on the disk and then it'll come up with the notes that he's meant to play. It lights up. So he could play something and then you could get down and play that exact same thing and it would teach you how to do it. But you can't store something on that disc, put it on the keyboard and then take it somehow. What I'm asking is, can you get it off that disc onto something useful? I think he can get it onto his computer. Oh, well, okay. That's something. As long as it has a USB connection or something, then you can do that. Well, that's the weird thing. You can buy these days floppy disk drives that have a USB back. So you plug it into the USB and it just reads floppy disks. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Because although I have a DVD Blu-ray player, I don't actually have it hooked up. I unhooked it so I could put in another actual hard drive. So that's just there to make me feel better because yeah, you know I'd freak to out to make you feel nostalgic I've always assumed you have a 
CD drive or a DVD drive because it works and you need it. But that's just there so that I don't go ape shit in your room and go, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Unclean. But occasionally when I do want to play a CD or DVD on my computer, it is kind of annoying. And I thought of getting like a little USB one I can plug in and just click. That would work. It'd be yeah. nice and easy and convenient. Digital <laughs> cameras change everything. Now people can look at the photo immediately after they've done it. That changed the whole world. It used to be, you know, you go on your vacation somewhere, you take a holiday, you take your photos with your disposable camera, then you go to the chemist, get them developed and realize you had your thumb over every single one of them. Now you can be held up at a party for like ages while the person goes, oh, I don't like that one. Oh, oh I wasn't doing something. Oh, I need to do it again. And like- Do you remember back in the day when you would sign on to the internet using AOL and go to Yahoo to search something? No, I don't because I grew up in a family where my dad- it was. Called- want to get with this newfangled internet thing. Our internet provider was called QuickNet. Oh, really? It should have been called CheapNet. Because <laughs> it was not quick. But guess what it was? Cheap. That's darn too. <laughs> and it was just like some local guys. It's like, seriously, someone had like your computer at their house. And if the internet wasn't working, we'd call this number and it was, sounded like someone's house. And they're like, yeah, 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 we're just rebooting it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, it'll be ready in a couple of minutes. Like, it's just the guy next door. You could actually hear him talking, <laughs> not just on the phone, but, but across. <laughs> Steve, there's something wrong with the internet. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my mum needed to vacuum. She accidentally unplugged it. <laughs> She'll be done in a couple of minutes. Do you mind? It's just that, yeah, yeah, I know you got to get your carpet done. You've been at party tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> i got to get on Yahoo. Just search stuff. There's no better site for it. <laughs> Alta Vista. Alta Vista. Yes, that was a thing. That was the Google. <laughs> and I remember being change resistant. Going, why would you go to Google? <laughs> Alta Vista's awesome. I remember reading in one of the Guinness Book of records that Alta Vista was the most visited website on the internet. When was that? In the, the 90s. It would have been. <laughs> it has to have been. I like my web browsers to be Alta Vista. I like my internet to be dial-up. Oh, I remember cable modems being a thing. I never had a cable modem, but I remember hearing legends of them of like you could just download something in a couple of hours. Yes, that kid. He could realistically download a movie. He left it going overnight. <laughs> oh, to have a cable modem. That sounded lightning fast. To be fair though, the 90s downloading movie was just as simple as going and downloading it. As long as you had the time and no one picked up the phone during, you could get anything. It's kind of harder now. Like Pirate Bay, LimeWire, all these things. There was a whole community set up to give us stuff for free as long as you got the time. Yeah, Napster. That was the original. You could download any song in like 30 minutes. Because songs are the more realistic thing to download with that kind of wiring. Oh, but if an error happened halfway through, forget about it. You got to start from scratch. Yes. There's no resuming download. That's the thing that people don't take into account is when you were downloading these things overnight, if at any point it fucked up and it fucking up could be just someone called you and or, it knocks you off the internet. Or just a fly landed on the wire somewhere between you and wherever it's coming from. If it was up to 99% and there was an error all the way back from the beginning, there's no resuming. Also, I had a PlayStation 1, which we got a chip so I could play burnt games, which originally I knew a guy who burned the discs for me, but then we got a DVD burner. Or maybe it was a CD burner. I think it was a DVD burner. No, it was. I a, think you only needed a CD burner. Yeah, it, for the... yeah, we didn't have DVDs then. What am I talking about? Yeah, it was the 90s. <laughs> but it was a CD burner from the 90s. That 
that's when I started going to video stores and like remember video store getting a video game uh. from a video store and you're like you can only mm. keep it for a night and it yeah. costs so much <laughs> what are you doing I wouldn't pay that and like you'd be really selective but when we got the burner I just like handfuls like I didn't even read them I'll take all of these for tonight <laughs> are you really gonna play 20 games overnight yes I am sir uh. see you tomorrow but it was a 90s burner which meant that the buffer could just run out in the middle so there were certain games that had just burned but there were other games I remember there was this one Panzer Front it was a tank game yeah. I loved this game and my burner just couldn't do it couldn't do it you tried Over, rented it multiple times yes and it would get to that like 90% and then just die and not only would it fail but it took a disc with it oh really because you couldn't burn again on that disc it's now gone yeah that's true if you had an error on the disc that was just gone and they weren't cheap they were like two or three dollars each you could get the cheap ones but you do not want the cheap ones they don't no, not if you're doing a playstation game yeah that has to last the ones where the backing had just come <clears throat> off well it was 20 cents so that's all right yeah i used to use a lot of the no-name ones for my mp3 cds because i'd go through them very quickly because it's basically like having a playlist on your yeah. iphone <laughs> i actually speaking of nostalgia i did go to a place that i wanted to tell you about it's a bar called netherworld it is one of the weirdest places i have ever gone to really yes i remember walking there and you look across the street and you see people who are like punk looking long colorful hair and covered in tattoos when you get closer you see that the tattoos are doctor who tattoos okay and these are a bunch of like out there nerds and then i walk in and see multiple tables playing chess i look over to like the doctor who tattoo guy who i've seen over there who looks like a tough like dude he's playing magic the gathering <laughs> and i'm like this is like 10 seconds into walking in this bar and i'm like what is this place it's like some subgenre cult that we don't know about <laughs> you go over to get a drink think of any beer you can think of they don't have it <laughs> they have these small batch home brewy like what are they called the novelty beers <clears throat> craft the craft beers that's it everything is craft even the soft drinks there craft oh get with the times man everything's craft beer now I didn't recognize a thing there and it is all terrible I cycled through the drinks just going like there's gotta be something that's drinkable and they're all bad because you don't know them they put too much fruit in the beer everything is like you want it raspberry or lemon it's like that's not a question you should ask me when I'm ordering beer yeast <laughs> hops do you have original mm. at gigs they're all in these craft brewery basin oh. woke things I just walk in two is new you don't look you just mm. ask for a two is new that's what I get I've given up now I just say can I have a beer please and they go what do you want just give me a beer oh. and they know what to give me based on that because they're like he doesn't want the strawberry yeah <laughs> They know the one that's going to make me happy. The bartender that served me vaguely made me think of Seth Rogen if he was at the start of chemotherapy. <laughs> Just looks wise. <laughs> And then you go back and there's all these video games. Like it's like a solid arcade, but all the video games are old. Like and they're next to pinball machines, which are all new and have fancy digital TV screens. Okay. So you see like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong next to like this high tech Deadpool pinball machine. That's weird. Like the old technology is the new technology. That'd do my head in. The newest game that they had in there was Crazy Taxi. Everything was made before 
Crazy Taxi, which that came out in the 90s, I think. Wow. Because they had all the old games. They also had Mortal Kombat. I played the Simpsons video game. Oh, they had Point Blank and Time Crisis 2. Yes, I remember those. They, they had the a bunch that- of games you couldn't find anywhere else. The ones that you had to go to the arcade to play until you could get the guns at home. I mean, most of the games you could probably download on the internet for free these days. Now it's just an app. Play it on your phone. Pac-Man's not hard to find. How quickly could a phone download Pac-Man now? You'd push the button and it'd be playing? They had a Pong arcade machine. A for real Pong. Real Pong with like wheels that you turned. Oh my God. It was old school and retro. That is old. Everything in there was old school. See, this is the whole hipster thing of like- Oh, it's filled with nerds. I use a typewriter. Literally everyone who bumped into me apologized. (laughs) Oh my God, you were the tough guy. I know, it was weird. They're just like, they were like, oh, sorry, mate. I was like, really? Everyone? Like, usually people say, fuck you. This is a place that they saw Mm. you and they're like, oh my God, please don't hurt me. I'm the king of the nerds. And then partway through the night, I decide I'm a bit hungry and I want to get something to eat. So I look on their menu and I think the classic cheeseburger looks good. So I want to get the classic cheeseburger, at which point I'm informed that the standard for their classic cheeseburger is vegetarian. And to get meat is an extra thing. Now, I didn't mind paying extra for meat, but meat not being the standard. Vegetarian is the standard you have to request meat substituted in. Now, at one of my gigs, they pay us in food, which is nice. <laughs> but it's the same deal. And I did the same thing. Like, I just got off stage. I'm like, all right, I got to get into this. So I go, I look at the menu. And I go, ah, oh, the cheeseburger. Because, yeah, standard. Everything else is, like, weird. So I wait for my cheeseburger. And these spring rolls rock up. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I ordered a cheeseburger. And they're like, they're cheeseburger spring rolls. A what? Yeah, it makes no sense. But I'll tell you what, I bit into that spring roll and it tasted like a cheeseburger. At least it had meat in it. Yeah, there was meat. That was nice. Although it did drip a lot of oil. Mm. Like, you know how much oil that usually is on Mm. a burger? But because there's a whole bread patty, there's two slices of bread that always end up being soaked in oil. There's none of that. It's a spring roll. The same amount of oil is in this spring roll and it just pours down your hands. Like You haven't thought this through. I'm impressed that you can do that. You know me. I'm that guy that goes, oh, this is a cheeseburger that tastes like grapes. And then I buy it and go, oh my God, it tastes like grapes. (laughs) Can you believe that? They did it. But no, I did really like this place though. Even the things I hated about it, I liked. <laughs> it's fun. It's not a bunch of wankers. It's yeah, and nice a, people. And at a point, they even projected like some movies on the wall. They played Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. I love Demolition Man. Two movies that star Sylvester Stallone and also have Rob Snyder. Yes! It's weird that both those movies have Rob Snyder. That's what blew my mind about it. Yeah, because you don't think that. But there he is in the background. Because being... it'd be awesome playing that as a Rob Snyder marathon. We're going to play Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. It's a Rob Snyder marathon. Because you could have just called it that and people like, really? Oh yeah, I guess you're right. He is in both. It's weird. You wouldn't think that Rob Snyder and Sylvester Stallone is teaming up, but yeah. they tend to. They must have the same, like, yeah, company. Yeah. Rob Schneider marathon would be the most hilarious <clears throat> thing. I'm not talking about Deuce Bigelow. You have the Waterboy. <laughs> you got Demolition Man. He's in the background of so many things. <laughs> there was a TV show that he did that was uh, a Man's World. A Man's World, yes. I loved that show. That was a 90s show, wasn't it? Yeah. Did, can you get copies of that these days? I've never seen it anywhere else since the 90s. Yeah, I used to watch it religiously because that was a really good show. It had another guy who I can't remember. In my head, I don't remember what he looks like, so I just make him Marshall from... Um, How I Met Your Mother? 
Yeah, it's no. not him, but because I can't remember. I remember it was someone though. Someone who'd be like, oh, cool, it was him. It's yeah, a- that show kind of flopped. It's a man's world. Okay, well, first okay. off, James Brown comes yeah. up. TV well, show, 19. 19- no, it's not 1962. That can't be right. It's a man's world. DVD, Rob Schneider. There you go. Who's but who's this? the other guy? Oh, it's that guy. See, I told you it was somebody. <laughs> Now we're just going to annoy everyone by not saying who it is. Because I don't even know which one of those names Actois. I think this is in um, French or something. Are we looking at a... Oh, no, it's Dutch. We're looking at a Dutch website to find it's a man's world. Awesome. I'm going to try IMDB. That's actually pretty reliable. <laughs> that might be a little easier. Although I think this show came out way before that. Yeah, but it'd still be on there. I like that it's a show that you can type in the exact name of it mm. and it's still not at the top of the list. Is that it? Where? No, that's something else that looks like it's from the 90s. So there's really just one Dutch... See, this is what I mean. This show is invisible. It only exists on the internet in Holland. And I mean, everything exists on the internet in Holland. Is his name Ron? Yeah, Ron Eldar? Let's try that. That could be him. I guess that's him. Yeah, what what else is he in? Because I know the name, but I can't attach it to anything. He was in Super 8, Deep Impact, Black Hawk Down. Everyone was in Black Hawk Down. (laughs) Name a male actor who was an actor in Hollywood at that time. They were in Black Hawk Down. He did movies. Yeah, we're going to have to find that show again. That was genius. Yeah, I want to watch that show. It's probably Rob Schneider's best work and it's underground. Poor Rob <coughs> Schneider. Like, he was on Saturday Night Live for a long time and during the 90s. I don't know if it's one of those things that there's certain catchphrases that you don't know if other people know, but you might have heard, you know. Do you like it the juice? You like it the juice? He like it the juice. Oh, yeah. Making some copies. Ben. Benaroo. The Benmeister. The Beninator. Ben. <laughs> Making some copies. <laughs> I said that so much in the 90s and no one knew what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it is an old reference. And also at the time, not everyone watched Saturday Night Live, but it was good in the 90s. That was like where I really learned to love Will Ferrell. <laughs> and then went off him for a bit and then back on his side. I've always loved Will Ferrell. Like even movies where you go like, okay, that wasn't good. I give him those. He's in that realm of like, I'll watch it because he's in it. <laughs> even though most of his movies are the same as other comedies where they start off really good. They got a great premise and the first 20 minutes genius like this is the greatest thing ever and then it just kind of devolves from there and then you're like what's going on this is stupid this is just all filler what about that one where what's her face is narrating his life oh which one's that it's a serious one it's Will Ferrell trying to be a serious actor oh I don't know if I know that one Rating. that one you won't give him it's terrible it's him trying to be a real actor oh that's probably why I never saw it it had um oh god what did it have I can't even vaguely remember the name of it oh my god. I kind of remember the actors who played the substitute teacher in the Lisa episode Oh, I know, right? It's like I know him. He's a comedian. Yeah, he was in it. Yeah, I want to say Paul Reiser, knowing that's not right. Yeah, god damn it, this is gonna drive me nuts. Okay, figure it out. Will Ferrell, and, yeah, and so, it was a movie. And here is whole Stranger Than Fiction. That's it. That's it. I've heard that name, but I've never seen it. Yes. Oh, that would have driven me nuts. So you're telling me that's a serious movie? That's a serious movie. The fact that he did a non-comedy is Stranger Than Fiction. I'll put on the trailer for you because this is the one I reckon you wouldn't give to him. This movie sucked. It was terrible. Not his fault. It was his fault. He shouldn't agree to do it. He's a comedy actor. Should stay that way. <laughs> they showed up with a truckload of money at my house. I have bills to pay. But you do have that where some comedians try to cross over. Some have done it successfully. Jim Carrey has done that successfully. Arguably. Depends he who you He started ask. off good. Would you see a serious Jim Carrey movie now? I wouldn't have seen a serious Jim Carrey movie then. I just know that other people appreciate it. There is always that jump over where you're trying to be uh, a serious actor and everyone 
everyone's just, no, no, you make a laugh now. Like, you keep waiting for them to tell a joke. <laughs> Kirsten Wick, she's done it. Yeah, she does it well. She goes seamlessly from, like, dramatic movies to comedy movies. Mm. But I hate when people do that because when I see her in a movie now, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be funny. <laughs> I don't know what to come with. <laughs> anyway, this is Stranger Than Fiction with a trailer. All right. Hit me. Wait, Queen Latifah's in it and it's not a comedy? She wanted to be a serious actor too. No, just no. So she's writing a book. On a typewriter. And it just happens to be a real guy. And then suddenly he hears her speaking. This is kind of like a... It looks like it's going to be a comedy. There's a guy from Arrested Development in it too. Yeah. You sure it's not a comedy? Absolutely positive. Like a failed comedy? Well, that's the thing. Is he in a comedy or a tragedy? They just asked They're discussing it. When a movie midway through has to discuss whether it's a comedy or a tragedy. And Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it. Oh, that's nice. She always does good. <laughs> See, it I'm, does look like it's going to be funny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a comedy. Like, not a good comedy, but it's meant to be. I've seen the movie. See, I did forget that this is one of those movies where the trailer actually looks pretty good. Okay, so this is a deceptive trailer. So they got us to go see it because we're like, oh, it's going to be a comedy. And then trick us into going, oh, he's such a good actor, but he's not. Dustin Wait, Hoffman. That was the name I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, Dustin Hoffman, he's a good actor. And I've seen him do good stuff uh, in comedy. And Emma Thompson was the woman writing the book. I have honestly never heard of that movie. Haven't you? I think I've heard someone say the name Stranger Than Fiction, but I had nothing to attach it to. If someone said Will Ferrell, I'd be aware of it. Anyway, speaking of movies. <laughs> How did we get to that, Ben? They have the highest grossing movies that came out in the 90s. Oh, this is cool. Number one was Titanic. Did you watch Titanic at the cinema? I have never seen Titanic. I, I pronounce it Titanic and I've never seen it. And I brag about that all the time. <laughs> did you end up? Oh, I ended up seeing Titanic with my mother. Well, that was a waste. I know. It's gone, we're gonna see a movie. I'm like, cool. It's like Titanic. Bummer. It did go for a long time. I was like, well, the ship sinks in the end. That's all right. <laughs> The most memorable scene for me in Titanic is when the boat tips up and you see that one guy go like, oh, and hit like something and just like, oh, damn it. That would be me on the boat. That would so be me on the boat. <laughs> That's the character I relate with the most. I just know. Uh, I don't want to. I'm just aware of who I am. Um, I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio. I wouldn't be like letting go of the thing to let her live. Or I would be like Billy Bob Thornton. No, was it? No, it's another Billy. Billy Zane. <laughs> There's a name from the 90s. Yeah. Hey, the Phantom. Yeah, I would be Billy Zane grabbing like a small child going like, this is my kid, let me on the boat. Which I thought that was a good move. I mean, he technically saved a small child who was just going to sit there and drown. So Exactly. Like, he's doing the right thing. He was the unsung hero. And in today's society, why is it that the women and children get to be saved and not the men? I mean, I'm just saying. He was ahead of his time. Although if I was on that boat, I would have been dressed up as a kid with a lollipop pretending I'm a kid to get on that boat. It would be shameless. Oh, I would have cut my dick off to get off the boat. <laughs> Leave it behind. You can sit with the iceberg. At least I know I can come back and get it later. Because they're like, did you keep it on ice? I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Just got to find that shrunken thing. (laughs) It's in an ice cube. Ting, ting. Like I found it. Oh, wait, it's not mine. (laughs) Well, it's somewhat. Actually, it's a little better. (laughs) Ooh, a black one. (laughs) Hey, exotic. Yeah, you always dream of like, you know, when the girl first sees you naked, you want to impress her. You want her to be visibly surprised and shocked about like your junk. Generally in your head, because it's like such a great dick. But if you had a black dick and like the girl sees you naked for the first time, she would be visibly shocked. Regardless of size, she'd be like, wait, why is it black? (laughs) (laughs) Is it meant to be that color? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at all these movies and it actually surprises me how few of these I actually have seen. What about number two? Have you seen Star Wars 
episode one, The Phantom Menace. Yeah, we all saw that abomination. Oh, yeah. Jar Jar Binks, best character ever. I feel like, because my uh, little brother's like a lot younger than me, it was really meant for him. He was like a kid when that came out, and I, I was, was a teenager. Yeah, I was pretty young when it came out. I think I was just on that cusp, because I remember liking that, but not the other two. I imagine the originals in the 60s when they came out, they were for like teenagers, young adults. When they rebooted and did episode one, two, and three, episode one was about a kid. I hated the kid's acting. That's what got me. It was the first time I was aware that a child can't act. (laughs) Because then you go look back at other things and go, wait, kids can't act. No, not at all. It's actually really rare to find a really good child actor, but that kid pissed me off. (laughs) I was a teenager at that time and I went, I'm watching a kid's movie. He made Darth Vader look like a pussy. What about Jurassic Park? Now there's something epic. And I tried to watch Jurassic World Lost Kingdom recently. I have not got to that yet. Yeah, don't. When I say I tried- It looks like he has like a raptor friend. Is that right? Yeah, probably, I guess. It's It's like, he's like, hey buddy, come here. I specifically said I tried to watch it. That means I got about 20 minutes in and went, I just can't. I respect you, Steven Spielberg. I love your work. Like Will Ferrell, I want to like what you do, but I just can't. It was so irritating. It's a money machine for him. That's all he's doing. Oh yeah, and there's a third one coming out. But yeah, the guy is the raptor trainer. I did see the one before that. He was the guy who trained raptors. So it's kind of a buddy film, really. But the original Jurassic Park was awesome. I remember when that came out. That was like this huge global force. I had toys. I had little like the one that spat. Oh, cool. You know it's big when McDonald's does a toy of it? Oh, they're not doing Batman anymore. They're doing Jurassic Park now. But I do remember it was one of those movies where it was the biggest movie out of that time. It was like the Avatar of its time. It was huge. And I remember the joke at the time was like, oh, the special effects was so good. You can't tell the fake dinosaurs from the real ones. But now I've watched it again recently. I'm like, that's totally fake. Like the CGI stuff, like you got to hand it to the computer guys. They've really stepped up their game since Jurassic Park. Like it actually looks like it's a different film put on top of the film and the robots look like robots. Independence Day. Ah, that was a great movie. They just blew shit up. I still say it's a good movie. Back in the 90s, blowing up every world monument was a cool movie. These days it scares people because of terrorism and shit. (laughs) Then seeing like the White House and Big Ben and the Empire State Building all blown to shit. That was fun in the 90s. It was. We all loved death and destruction. Because could you imagine if something like that happened? Like if someone ran a plane into like the Pentagon? Oh my God. What a fantasy filled world. It's exciting to think about. Independence Day to me is like the action movie of the 90s. It was great. That was just Will Smith. He held the whole thing up. Jeff Goldblum got to be- Uh, Jeff Goldblum I thought was cool. He had some good lines. Yeah, he just got to play Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he got to Jeff Goldblum all over the place. That's one of the best demonstrations of Jeff Goldblum I've ever seen. He really Goldblumened it. That's called Goldblooming. The Lion King. The Lion King. That was a good movie. We're up to number five from the top and Titanic is the only one that hasn't had a remake. Probably for good cause. Titanic 2. The Boat's Revenge. (laughs) It is kind of weird though that you think that if you know the ending it would ruin the movie but the best movie in the 90s was apparently one where we all knew the ending. There was no hope if you think they make it. The Lion King, that's once again a lot of great songs written on it. They stole that thing from the African people and didn't have to pay a cent for it. Disney, man. They own things. It's a ripoff of Kimba the Lion, wasn't it? Yes, that too. But, uh, Kimba the Lion, great story. The song Wim Away. It's the same story. <laughs> I know, right? But it's now owned by Disney, like the dwarves. Then we had Forrest Gump. Ah, uh, yeah. Life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah. That's actually a really good movie. It was a great movie, yeah. And <clears throat> that was sneaky. It was actually uh, about American history. It was a road movie mixed with a history movie. Yeah, because it had him basically at every historical event. And going in every part of America so you get to see the landscape. Genius. People go, hey, I remember that. Because it's weird. That movie shouldn't work, but it absolutely does in that. Tom Hanks rules. Like they say in Tropic Thunder, because he didn't go full retard. Yeah, if you go full retard, 
like Raymond, you lose the audience. You can't relate to them. They can't empathize with you. But Forrest Gump, he was just human enough. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> The Sixth Sense. You know, I, I never see saw dead it. People. Didn't you? Yeah, you see dead people, but I didn't see anything. Do you know how it ends? Yeah, that's why I didn't go and see it, because everyone went, Oh, did you know? Bruce Willis is dead. Spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Wait, what? That was the ending? <laughs> it's not that <clears throat> I didn't want to see it, it just didn't happen. It's an M. Night Shyamalan thing, and all his movies end with twists, yeah. and it's kind of if all your movies end with twists, then Twist. you're expecting it. Although he did a show, Beyond the Pines, I think it's called, no, no, Pine something. Mm. It's a really good show for the first season. Well, up to like halfway through the first season. It's classic M. Night Shyamalan in that this town is in the middle of the woods away from everyone. People just get kidnapped and appear in it, wake up in mm-hmm. it, and it's like a community that if it's you try... It's like the village. It's kind of like the village, but... Oh, it, village was horrible. Because you expect it to be the village. This guy, every time he tries to leave, something happens, pulls him back. Just like the village. You can't leave the village, you can't leave the village, until it turns out it's... I'm sorry, spoiler alerts, cover your ears. Turns out it's thousands of years in the future and all these people were kidnapped and put in like a chamber to sleep for thousands of years and they were woken up later but they weren't told it was thousands of years later and really so that's the thing in the village the twist ending was it's in modern day and age this one the twist ending is it's the future yes that's stupider (laughs) but the way they did it because it cuts back and forth to people in their normal lives and then people in the village and all the people are still the same like there's a sheriff who goes and gets them and so it's lined up to make you think that it's all happening at the same time and then when you find it out it blows your mind (laughs) because they've convinced you and then the show sucks after that Usually does once you find out the twist. And they even made a second season, and yeah, that's an abomination. Though I did find in The Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis' performance annoys me. Well, I sort of like Bruce Willis as an actor. I think he does one character really well, and it's essentially John McClane. He does John McClane excellently. But anything else... Eh. This is a good point Because in the 90s It wasn't about like Actors ranges We want to see Bruce Willis Go up and Willis it We want to see Will Smith Go and like Fresh Prince it We want to see Goldblum Bloom it But then if they do Something else We're like This is stupid Why are you doing this Then you have The Lost World Jurassic Park The second which one Which is where Jeff Goldblum Got a whole Jurassic Park To himself I bet he was happy I'm sick of Sam Neill Upstaging me Every single time There was a different chick Wasn't there Because number three Was Tay Leone I remember that Yeah but they weren't Love interests Oh you had this love love interest of Jeff Goldblum in the sequel. The first girl, she was Sam Neill's wife or something, or that's, girlfriend. Yeah, that's right. It's um that and chick, so s- the skinny chick, and then the second one's the redhead chick. But my point is, every single, and even the new ones, different chicks every time, I think. I've seen Jurassic World, but not the Fallen Kingdom one. You never know, she might be just in it after 20 minutes. <laughs> it's true. And they all come back. Men in Black, which was also Will Smith, really Will Smith again. He was the same character. If you play <laughs> one movie after the other, you think, like, oh, saved the world. Oh, and now he's fighting aliens. I think Independence Day got everyone to pay attention to Will Smith. Men in Black cemented him. Kevin Hart has made a lot of movies of late. And I love Kevin Hart and I love him in those movies, but the movies are all terrible. It's not his fault, but he's it's a character. It's not his fault. You know actors can pick the script. They read the script in advance and decide if they want to do it. You can go like, look, this Jumanji thing, it's not that great. Yeah, but what else is he going to do? And then Dwayne he's- said he would do it. Okay, I'll do it then. <laughs> I'll do what my buddy does Kevin Hart when he's in a movie he's just Kevin Hart it's the same thing he's like a compact Will Smith (laughs) then you had Armageddon another Bruce Willis movie but I did actually kind of like this one I don't see Deep Impact there anywhere yeah that's because Armageddon crushed it but I saw Deep Impact first and more often I'm like the Sega to Nintendo (laughs) if I had to put it in a 90s phrase Armageddon clearly won that war I mean it's number 10 on this list I don't see Deep Impact anywhere and it had Morgan Freeman as the president the next clearest victory 
victory is the fight between Finding Nemo and a shark's tail. Or A Bug's Life and Ants. Oh my god, yeah. Woody Allen was like, I can do this Pixar thing. <laughs> that would bum you out if you were making like this cool little animated movie and then I'm like, hey dude, Pixar's doing exactly the same thing. But it's got more attention and they do the graphics better yeah. and everyone's gonna go see that. They know when you're releasing so they made it release a week earlier so it looks like you copied. Hey, you know your thing about surfing turtles? They're making a thing about snowboarding tortoises. Oh, that's so much cooler. <laughs> oh, damn it, the flat feet, that would have been so good. That would have worked so much better. <laughs> ah, number 11. It's strange that we've gone this far on the podcast, and unlike every other podcast, we haven't mentioned Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Judgment Day. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we've uh, talked about that enough. Okay, next is Ghost. I never saw Ghost, but I know he does pottery. I haven't seen that. That's the first movie on this list I haven't actually seen like 30 times. It's like Patrick Swayze, isn't it? Now he's a real ghost. Oh, oh that's one that was waiting to happen. Let <laughs> me think, if they did a remake of that, they could get him back. But now he'd have to be the ghost? He, he was the ghost in it. Was he the ghost? Oh, yeah, yeah, because she does the pottery and his hands come... Okay. Yeah, and he's trying to seduce Debbie Moore. And I think he goes into the body for Whoopi Goldberg. If you want to seduce a chick Whoopi Goldberg that's how you do it well that's the weird thing about that movie that always throws me off is because I've seen little clips of it and essentially it's Patrick Swayze talking to Debbie Moore but then it cuts to what everyone else would be seeing which is Whoopi Goldberg talking to Debbie Moore so he possesses her or something I thought it was like for some reason this Whoopi Goldberg chick could just happen to hear him or something I don't know I haven't seen the movie like I said I've only seen bits me too I'm only aware of things that people have parodied in comedy Aladdin that was great I love that movie I still do yeah, Robin the, Williams yeah the genie was Jewish in the <clears throat> Middle East It's hilarious They're redoing that movie as well And Will Smith is going to be playing the genie Have you seen what he looks like in it? Check out the internet Because it is a fire with how creepy this is Okay um... Like because we have I think we may have already found this out on the podcast And checked it out a little bit But we didn't have any details Oh jeez See there he is Look at that Oh my god Okay so you know in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy How the big Batista guy is like red It's like that but blue Oh my god it is That quite... looks stupid Does it? Why are they doing this? Because we were concerned at first, but then we looked at it and went, oh, maybe this will be good. Will Smith would be funny. Have you seen the trailer? No. They actually have a trailer. They're ready we to can react to this. Okay, so there's a bird. Ooh, it does look kind of cool so far. This but they're just doing told. like the, wide establishing shots. The trailer is great until like the very last like 10 seconds of it or something. And then it just gets really creepy. That's Jafar. It kind of looks weird without him being a cartoon. Oh, and the lion head. That's cool. And he has a monkey. He has a monkey. They got the monkey. I feel the monkey's going to be weird, not animated. Maybe. It's going to make me think it's Indiana oh my Jones. God. They're doing like the Prince Ali song. Now it's just weird. So that looked like a really good movie. It's all sort of like wide, spectacular shots of great visual effects. Mm. And I reckon with the visual effects, they're going to do great. When they do the big sweeping shots over the city, you're going to be like, wow, look at all the intricate details. But what's the acting like? And how does this all come across? It looks weird. Will Smith looks awful. Hey, the parrot looked right. The monkey looked right. Aladdin looked right. The princess looked right. And then they just ended with, oh, and this is what the genie looks like. But there's still all that other stuff. I know, because I just think of the cartoon too much and they don't look like the cartoons and a black guy instead of a Jew I don't know right <laughs> that part was Robin Williams he did hours of like improv that they sort of slipped into there yeah and so the character was him and so that's why it's going to be hard to replace because you can't be Robin Williams better than Robin Williams it's true yeah and Will Smith should not try to Robin Williams it but then he's fresh printing it okay I'm just going to say this is it okay that there's a black guy who grants wishes no <laughs> 
car. He's your slave. Trigger warning? I don't know. Is that yeah. okay? That's racist. Is anyone going to have a problem with that? <laughs> I assume people are going to have a problem with that. What about this? I can't believe this made it on the list. Twister. Ah, Twister. That was great. With Helen Hunt. She was a thing then. And Bill Paxton. He's... He was a thing then. Yeah, is he still a thing? I don't know. He might be dead. I don't know. Possibly. Wait, why is Toy Story 2 up here, but Toy Story hasn't appeared? Because I haven't seen Toy Story 2. Apparently you're one of the only ones. Now, let's get to something real. Saving Private Ryan. There's a great war movie. That is good. The opening scene to that is awesome. There are some better war movies than that these days, but they're all copying this. Yes. And they're like perfecting this formula, but this is the start of like the real war movies. I remember because I was in high school at the time, you know, like towards the end of the year, they play movies in class. I had a German teacher for my French class. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world. And she put on Saving Private Ryan and we're watching it, right? And so the opening scene where they're all running up the beach, getting slaughtered and everyone's dying. And then they finally reach the trenches and they start killing the Nazis. And that's when she turns it off and goes, I'm sorry, this is just too violent. <laughs> and poor Germans. Fighting off an invasion. <laughs> I don't know if it was a coincidence. I'm just saying what I saw. It was a very graphic movie. It was great. Oh, Home Alone. There's the other war movie. Because ah! Joe Pesci's a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Macaulay oh. Culkin. Now you're just weird. He's trying to make a comeback these days. I think he can do the Mr. T thing of like coming back satirically. Yeah. But have you seen what he looks like now? Yeah, he's got long hair and he looks weird. And like Because he was a cute kid, like because he's got these big eyes and big lips. Now he's an adult with the big eyes and the big lips and the proportions are weird. He had a band called the Pizza Underground at one stage. (laughs) (laughs) And do you know the band the Velvet Underground? Yeah. Used to play Velvet Underground covers but replaced the lyrics with things that related pizza. Wow, I wonder why that didn't take off. If I was Macaulay Culkin, I would have just called my band the Home Aloners. (laughs) And he was with Mila Kunis for a while. Oh, that's nice. I think she became famous and then went, nah, I can probably do better than Macaulay Culkin. Though I did hear him talk about how sometimes with girls he's trying to pick up is he'll watch Home Alone with them to fulfill their fantasy of watching Home Alone with Macaulay (laughs) Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) There's a great show called Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23 and this chick who's a bitch her best friend is James Vanderbeek. Oh yeah. And so there's a whole he plays himself so funny. It's great because whenever he picks up chicks it's all Dawson's Creek references and stuff Mm -hmm. and in his house when he comes down the stairs the music plays the theme (laughs) song and I want to wait and there's so many times where he just like bursts into like uh, Dawson's Creek monologues and all the women are like oh my god it's Dawson (laughs) so yeah if I was Macaulay Culkin that's all I'd do just use it to pick up girls in fact Bob Crane you know Hogan's Heroes yes we won't talk about how he died but um and everything afterwards but to pick up chicks he'd go into a bar when Hogan's Heroes was going to be on TV and just politely ask the bartender quietly could you just change the channel to like channel 9 thanks and then he'd just sit there nonchalantly until someone went hey that's you uh, oh yes it is <laughs> Pretty Woman. The yeah, 90s had Julia a big Rose. range. It did. Because some of these you think of like towards the end of the 90s, you're like, wow, that's like a almost up to date movie. But Pretty Woman, I just assumed it was like an 80s movie. It was sort of like early 90s though, before Julia Roberts was a thing. She was a, quite a big thing in the 90s. Yeah, I've never liked her. Yeah, but she was still a big thing. She was, she was Ocean's indeed. 11. The next one's The Matrix. I don't think Never I've seen any... it. Yeah, no. nothing. I don't, I don't know about that one. Mission Impossible. With Tom Cruise. Oh dun, my god. Done. Dun 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 dun. dun. That's a funny one because they have done something recently 
recent. They keep making them. Oh, yeah, they're just jamming them out now. They're nothing like the first one, though. But then before this one, it was a TV show. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. It's old. Yeah, we're, exactly. So old people know Mission Impossible as the TV show. We only know it as that Tom Cruise thing where he does the arm stretch as he goes down the wires. Oh, yeah, that scene was parodied to hell. <laughs> yes. Parodying that scene was essential in the 90s. You had to. Yeah, with the things that we're filming, we would have had to parody that in the 90s. It was a law. Wait, Tarzan? Yeah, because every Disney movie that came out in the 90s is going to be on there. Oh, yeah, the cartoon one. I remember the big thing about that one was they'd invented this technology for making the cartoon. They called it Deep Canvas because as he's doing the, the vine scene, as he's swinging through the vines, he's in front of us, but everything around him is moving backwards. And apparently that was revolutionary at the time. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. That's why it's like the 21st highest growth movie. Now you can make effects like that on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Snapchat has a filter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Tarzan filter. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'm surprised because I'm thinking of other Disney movies because they put Aladdin on here and Lion King. But... Jungle Book. What about that? Well, Jungle Book didn't come out in the 90s. It was re-released, I guess. The cartoon? Yeah. Oh, it was an 80s cartoon, wasn't it? Oh, it was way back. I think it was like one of their early ones. Oh, Not okay. long after like Cinderella and shit like that. I love that we're almost the same age, but some Sometimes it shows. Like, this is a moment where I'm like, I just assumed that was the 90s because I was a kid, right? No, no. They re-released it. 101 Dalmatians. That came out in the 60s. And then they re-released it in the 90s and it went to the cinema and I saw it then. Movies that were new that came out, the two that spring to my mind is Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid. And neither of them made it on this list. That's crazy, isn't it? That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And they're seen as some of, like, the greatest movies. Enough that they already remade Beauty and the Beast. And Tarzan, I never saw it and I barely remembered it now. Tarzan's one of the ones that they have that they did a real life version. I'm like, that would kind of work. <laughs> oh, wait, no, there's a lot of talking gorillas. I forgot about the epic amount well, of talking gorillas. They have made a live action Tarzan and I own it because we thought it would be great. It's not. We honestly tried to watch it four times and both Ali and I fell asleep watching it <laughs> four times. Something about his knuckles and it's the early 1900s and then I'm out. Does he go to the city or does he stay in the jungle? Yeah, he's like reformed in the city and then they're like, oh, Oh, let's take you back to the jungle and he remembers how to be a monkey or something. So. Yeah, that's stupid. Oh, and Samuel L. Jackson's in it. Oh, that's cool. Because there's a black guy. So just because he's in a movie doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, he's no. in a lot of shitty movies. He's a good actor. A lot of shitty movies mm. he's in. Like, if you know that he's in Tarzan, it kind of lets you know that Tarzan's going to suck. Like, he was if, in Robocop. He was in Robocop? The remake of Robocop. Was yeah. he one of the bad guys? I don't know. I didn't see the movie. I just know he was in it. But Mrs. Doubtfire, speaking of Robin Williams, that's going to be one of his best movies ever. First off, I did want to say at the beginning that I don't like referring to the 90s as nostalgia because to me it just happened like, it's still too early like the 80s is like okay we can talk about nostalgia then but whatever happened to the heart the 90s everything had heart in it we had sitcoms then every episode someone would learn a lesson Robin Williams would teach us how to be better parents even though you're going through divorce and teach your kids and stuff we don't get that anymore now yeah. it's Game of Thrones where you have sex with your sister and then you kill your mom or something and it's a midget in the 90s every sitcom you could just rename to Hugs and Lessons <laughs> See, I'm wondering what happened to Mara Wilson. She was the youngest little girl in this. She was also Matilda. Matilda. Yes. And then what happened? Was she in other things? I know she played one where she had a fairy godmother that was played by Martin Short. Ah! <laughs> 
Martin Short, there's a genius who didn't get the credit he deserved. His name doesn't come up too much in those like comedy greats, but he is really good. He did a lot of great things. It's just that he's the third best amigo. It's not that he's not as good as them. It's just that Chevy Chase is kind of a bully and Steve Martin is Steve Martin. So what are you going to do? Yeah, what did happen to her? Because I was trying to think of like what she went on to do, but I can't think of her not as six. I know. I've never seen her in an adult life. I wouldn't even know what she looks like now. Are we going to look this up or do we not care enough to go? I can have a look. But meanwhile, Sally Field was in that. Now, she was in Smokey and the Bandit. I know that was the 70s, but it was the greatest movie ever made ever, period. Is that her? She kind of looks like she's in stuff. Is she in stuff? She... I think that is her, yeah. Yeah, like, can we look at I am... D- 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 that thing? IMDB? Yeah, that one. Matilda's still the first thing on her. <laughs> oh, Miracle on 34th Street, yeah. That's she was the in... one with the, the she... Santa Claus, and yeah. She was in Broad City, and I didn't even notice. She was in Bojack Horseman, and I didn't even notice. The Nostalgia Chick. Yeah, that sounds about right for her. Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond? Oh, it was a TV series. So she's worked pretty constantly. Like, she never stopped. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> no, uh, 2000. After Thomas, she's just like fuck this she took a decade off I do hear Thomas is a dick to work with <laughs> I like to think that she went the way of kids that just went off and did a whole bunch of drugs now she's back she's in Big Hero 6 the series she does TV now by the looks that's yeah. all she's getting like bit parts and TV she works I'm actually kind of comforted to know that she's still working I know because I kind of expected you to google her name and there was going to be like a picture of her like dead with a needle in her arm <laughs> yeah like oh that's half a bottle of vodka sitting beside her it was one of those stories that never got out she might have been trying to thrill herself so there's like you know a belt around her neck yeah it's great to know that she doesn't live in the gutter yeah, I'd she- feel bad if that's how Matilda ended up because she was a bright kid yeah like honestly if we found out she was a hobo right now I'd give her money yeah maybe five bucks or something like I'd start a GoFundMe page I think everyone would jump on that help Matilda out guys <laughs> why isn't Miss Honey taking care of you dances with wolves basically Avatar yeah it's like they stole Avatar before Avatar was made that was a long freaking movie and it's just Kevin Costner being Kevin Costner Costner and everything he's done since and before is just Dances with Wolves as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it was so bad I liked The Postman better. (laughs) The Mummy. How is this on the list? Oh, that was an awesome movie. When that came out, that was pretty big. The Brendan Fraser one? Yes. That was terrible. Oh, it was terrible, but the advertising for it was so phenomenal. But by the time we all realized that it was terrible, it was the 24th highest grossing movie of the decade. But I wish Brendan Fraser well. I like what he does. I've been talking about this all episode. When an actor does something that you like, you let them go. He did Airheads, which is like one of the stupidest movies. And he did it very early on. It was Adam Sandler's first movie. I've never seen it. I've been meaning to. You keep bringing it up. It's probably terrible now, but at the time I thought it was so cool. Lemmy from Motorhead is in it. God rest his awesome wicked metal soul. From then on, Brendan Fraser, give him a chance, man. I'll watch The Scout, whatever. And then... The Bodyguard. And I... I'll stop because... Yeah, please do. If you're not Whitney Houston, you don't get to make that sound. Congratulations, we got through all the movies. We got through all the movies. I think that's all the time we've got. Oh, God. We didn't even get to talk about the TV shows. They've got, like, pictures of Seinfeld and Friends. And you also had Simpsons, Malcolm in the Middle. That started in the 90s. It did, didn't it? All the great shows. (laughs) But what did you think of this page? And looking back at the 90s. Yeah, once again, we got sidetracked talking about movies. And we didn't talk about technology a bit. That was fun. I'd have to rate this a dolly out of a possible 
possible blockbuster. Because <laughs> uh, we're talking about the 90s, and blockbuster was the shiznit. It was where you <laughs> went. Video Easy, blockbuster. You went to the video store. It was a world full of options. And this is just a clone. <laughs> Did just- you know that Netflix wanted to like team up with Blockbuster and like, you just mailed DVDs to everyone? Because <laughs> that's what Netflix did back then. And then they figured, nah, that's stupid. But now Netflix is king and Blockbuster's gone. <laughs> like Blockbuster denied them and said, no, we're better than you. That's hilarious. Uh, Blockbuster could have owned Netflix. But yeah, no, it's just a clone. It's being good nostalgia. It's nice. I mean, I do like sheep. Nothing wrong with that. Could always have more of them. Yeah, exactly. Lamb, wool, we need those things. It was good going through. I didn't realize how much technology had changed until we actually went through this. Yeah, that we actually have technology now. Yeah, like, I remember thinking that stuff was technology. That's hilarious. Now they're just paperweights. And really big, clunky, unnecessary paperweights at that. I did have fun reminiscing, but I think my favourite part was remembering it's a man's world, to be honest. I've got to track down that show. Yeah, please give me a copy. That sounds like something that needs to be found again. Because unlike all those cartoons and stuff like Airheads, if I watched that again, I'd probably realise it was just because I was young and stupid and didn't know what good was. But I feel that it's a man's world was so well written that it might actually hold up today. That's what I thought. What did you think, Ben? Yeah, I really enjoyed this page. I mean, I'm obviously going to give my rating out of 1990 because it's written into the title, so why not? You know, I didn't see that coming. Well, the title's a number then. Good. One less thing I got to think of. And I think I'd give this a 1986. Ooh. Is that because that's when you were born? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cheating this episode. <laughs> but it was a really good page. I love going through all the movies and stuff like that. It's one of the pages that we get to the end of I'm like, ooh, it's a shame we're at the end of this because there's so much more I wanted to go through. We only looked at like two parts of it, really. Oh, we only started talking. Like, we didn't even really get through music. Like or... the Spice Girls, Mariah Carey. Tamagotchis! Oh, Tamagotchis. That would have been awesome to ben, talk about. I think we're going to have to do a part two. Tomb Raider. There was so much in the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> Porn versions, Womb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the name is like the most obvious thing, but it's also like kind of disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> there are even movies we missed because when they talk about the Academy Award winners. You get Silence of the Lambs, Braveheart. Braveheart's a movie I will still watch if it's on. If it's on, I'll be like, hey, yeah, I guess I'm watching this. Good battle scenes. And apparently Shakespeare in Love won an Academy Award. Get the fuck out of here. That movie's stupid. It's because it's got Shakespeare in the title. Everyone went, oh, we better give it something. (laughs) It's artsy. Pulp Fiction. Quentin Tarantino is a general. Kevin Smith. So many things. 90s was great. Super Oasis, Nintendo. Blur. Wonderwall. Supergrass. Spice Girls. Everything great happened. But yeah, it was an absolutely fantastic decade. Yes. Smashing Pump. Oh, okay, I'm going to stop. I, I do Red insist. Hot Chili Peppers. Blink-182. <laughs> Nickelback. Okay, there were other things too. <laughs> Alright, I do think we're going to have to keep going and do another episode of this. Oh, definitely. This will be another one that we promise to do a part two of. <laughs> we will definitely promise to do one. Oh, yeah, we will promise really hard. <laughs> we'll even promise to do it next episode. We're not great at delivering on promises, though. No, we are not. But making the promise, that's like the important part, right? Pogs. Pogs, yes. Basketball cards. Game Boys! I'm just saying 90s stuff now. Quick, keep saying more 90s words. Goosebumps. Oh, Goosebumps, R.L. Stein. I said Ultimate Fighting Championships. That did start in the 90s. I forgot about that. And yeah. actually have C-Pride FC in it. That's really cool. Paul Jennings' books were big in the 90s. ICQ, MSN Messenger. Alta Vista, it's on there. Pokemon started then. Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. Yeah, oh. GoldenEye on Nintendo 64. Uh, anyway, we probably got to plug stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. The YouTube channel. If you feel like subscribing, please do. The Facebook, check us out on Humidor. Say 
say hi. You can message us there or email us at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Also check out humidor.com.au to find everything else. And it's all in the show notes anyway. Exactly. All right. Well, that's been it for this episode. I've Daria and South Park. And Ren and Stimpy. Family Guy. Beavis and Butthead. You're just reading things off the page now. All right. I've been Ben Grohl. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Hoo <laughs> hoo!